Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another great episode of You Got This. We are your hosts, Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And I have to apologize uh, for the late episode. My wife wasn't feeling very well yesterday. She got her allergies down pretty good. And she's slowly recovering from it now. And uh, she's she's been a little under weather, so, but she's getting back up to it now. So uh, again, we're sorry for the late episode. Uh, but we got a pretty interesting uh, episode topic for today called Jesus is Our Victory. And this encompasses just about the entire Bible from Moses all the way up to my lovely wife and I as we have sometimes <laughs> our struggles too holding on to Jesus Christ's love. As we know that he loves us wholeheartedly, we just wonder sometimes what we are doing wrong sometimes in our trials. And so we have to, have to remember that God has his reasons. We may not understand them completely, but he does have his reasons. Ain't that right, honey? Yes, it is. And I'm so glad to be here. I always love bringing you a message from God. And this message is taken from Exodus chapter 17, verse 11 and 12. So it came about when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it up under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sun set. You see, the stone, that is so symbolic of Jesus Christ. When we rest on him, he's our victory. We're going to have victory. Psalm 6012 says that that we will have the victory that through Jesus Christ we gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies and to me that is quite comforting that he can go before us and he can lay the course and the path when we trust in him and it's going to get laid out the steps are going to come to us. The right people at the right time, at the right place. You know, financial support when we need it. We're going to have the victory when we trust in Him. And how He had help in holding His hands up. That is so symbolic of the body of Christ. That we're to be there to help each other up. We're to be there to encourage one another. And that's what it means in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-5. through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the suffering of Christ, as ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. See, when we go through troubles, God's going to be there for us and he's going to provide people in our pathway so that when we make it through, we have a testimony and we can be there to help others. Jesus is our rock to help us up, but he also provides other help through other people. And our hope 
raises our trust level if we just keep holding on to hope and that puts joy in our heart and that's what is meant by Romans 15 13 may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit see that hope comes from the Holy Spirit when you get down and I get down from time to times I start worrying about my son and who I still haven't heard from haven't heard from since the beginning of the year and I, lately I have been kind of down and his birthday's next week and I don't know where he is or even if he's okay but God keeps telling me to trust him and that's the only way I make it and that encouragement that comes from the Holy Spirit it lifts my heart when you're going through troubles and you're starting to get down and you don't think that there's any way out we'll start opening your Bible and look to the Word God will have scripture illuminate before you and it will just lift your heart up and that's what this message is about is to keep trusting him don't let yourself get down you can pick yourself up by just picking up the Bible that's right see we're we're a husband and wife team and sometimes we struggle just like everybody else uh, everybody seems to think Christians are perfect <laughs> I'm sorry I, I have to say we are far from we have the same struggles and mishaps as everybody else the only difference is we know when we messed up and guess what we do when we mess up we repent we say God we're sorry we hope you forgive us and we go about our way and try not to make those same mistakes again but we're all human just like every pastor in church they put their pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else and we are so far from perfect. But that's the beauty of God. He takes the most imperfect person and they share his word glory. And, and that's what we that's what we do. That's what my wife and I do when we uh, do our podcast to share God's word on a daily basis. And uh, that's uh, we hope that we're making a difference out there. We really hope we are by sharing God's message. Because Christians are few and far between right now because of this world is tearing us down. Yes, and when we go through troubles, God speaks to our hearts, and He lifts me up. He lifts my heart up, and He helps me to trust Him. And as we go through that, and as we learn from Him, then we turn around and want to use that to bless others. Is that just like that verse I read? That we comfort others from the comfort that we receive from Jesus Christ. That's right. And uh, this goes back to many of the verses in the Bible, one being an example of 1 Corinthians 10, 3-5, For we live in the flesh. We do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God. And we take captivity, uh, captive every thought that make obedient to Christ make it obedient to Christ and and that's we are at war with the outside world because we're not supposed to be of this world we're supposed to be of, of the uh, <clears throat> outer world in other words how, what am I trying to say honey we are in the world but we're not of it that's what I'm trying we're to not say. of the world we have the Holy Spirit within us and we don't live according to the world's standards because they have to see in order to believe but that's not what faith is and you want to ask 
Okay, how do we take every thought captive? You don't have to own every negative thought that comes through your head. You can tr trash it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And and when you know you have those start, oh, I'll never get this, or this is never going to happen for me. Okay, those negative thoughts are not from God because He's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And He's not, and He is our Daddy. He is our Father God, our Abba Father, which means translates Daddy. And Romans eight fifteen says that He's not given us a spirit of fear but of sonship and by that we cry Abba Father that so how do we do it how do we take captive every thought we replace them we replace them with this verse and this verse is pretty good I never read this verse before but it's Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 9 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all compression will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus finally brethren where whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is of good repute if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Food for thought right there. So that means that when those negative thoughts come into your head, then replace them. Replace them with something good. Replace them on something. Think about something good that the Lord has done for you. Think about something that you may have planned that you want to do. If you're, you know, fixing to go away for a weekend, start thinking about that. Think about something that brings a smile to your face and into your heart and replace those negative thoughts. You don't have to own them. And the peace, like it says in that verse, that surpasses all understanding, that sometimes you can't understand why you have peace. You can't understand why that you, your heart is full of joy when everything may be tumbling down around you and you have bills coming at you in every direction and not enough money coming in to, to pay them or you have wayward sons and daughters out there or you have an illness that's turning really bad but you have peace and joy in your heart because that comes from the Holy Spirit and that comes from hope and joy and trust in Him and Exodus 14 14 says the Lord will fight for you you only need to be still see you don't have to fight every battle every battle does not not need to be won it just needs to know that you are his follower you are a Christian and know when these battles need to be fought right honey that's right so sometimes and the Holy Spirit will give you that nudge. Sometimes he'll lead you in a direction where you need to do something and you'll just feel something in your heart. You know, I need to do this. Or maybe if you're looking at a job, looking for a job and you just have this thought come to you and, you know, I think I need to apply here or I think I need to apply there. That's how the Holy Spirit talks to your heart. It's as if, it's as if the word's coming from you. But then sometimes you'll get this overpowering feeling within your heart that you know what I think I just need to wait a minute 
I think I just not need to move. I think I just need to, to stand still and wait on God because he will give you direction. If you've ever read through First and Second Samuel and you read about David when he was being chased by Saul and then when he became king, oh yes, he messed up. But he was still always inquiring of the Lord. And when he inquired of the Lord, he had victory. When he didn't, like his little issue with Bathsheba, he didn't ask God if that was the right thing to do. And it was the wrong thing to do. But that is an example. Mm -hmm. We should always ask God. Because it's in Him we live and have our being. And that's found in Acts. And when we go to God and we ask Him for direction, He'll give it to us and He'll give us that peace. And then sometimes it is that we just need to be still. And we need to wait and trust Him. And we need to keep praising Him like our main verse. We just need to keep praising Him because when we keep our hands raised, we're going to win. We're going to be happy. We're going to be full of the joy of the Lord because we know God has got our back and He is going to back us up. And He is going to give us that victory. Right. We'll go continue on here and uh, talk about 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not yet given us spirits of fear but a power and love and of a sound mind. Yeah, that is true, isn't it, honey? Yes, it means that he doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to be afraid that our needs aren't going to be met. He doesn't want us to be afraid that we won't receive that healing. He doesn't want us to be afraid that maybe um, our lost sons and daughters will never get set free, delivered, and saved. He wants us to trust that he's got a plan. It never ever happens in our timeline because we want it yesterday but it always happens God has a plan and a purpose and if we don't try to put him in a box and, and put a timeline on him then he will amaze us every time that's exactly right well we're going to take a quick break here and listen to a song called uh, what is it again honey Jesus you alone are worthy by covenant worship yeah, my, my memory ain't working too well today, people. I apologize. But yeah, we'll take a quick break. And after this song is over, we're going to come back to discuss the topic of our show, which is, again, Jesus is our victory. All right, I'll be right back right after this. Let my heart 
Hey, welcome back here. We are sitting here dis discussing how Jesus is our victory. And uh, that should be a wonder for everybody to think about because all the, all the wars you fought, you didn't fight them on your own. You may think you have, possibly have, but no, Jesus has always been there. He's always been there fighting our battles, helping us win some battles. And some battles we wonder why we lost because things didn't go the way we thought they would go in the first place. But he's always been there, just like the old, old thing of the footprints in the sand. He's always been there carrying us along. We just don't realize he has been there. We just didn't see the signs that he's been there. Because sometimes the answer is yes, he will help us. Sometimes he wants us to, want us to learn a lesson. You know what I mean, honey? That's right. And he tells us not to be afraid. In Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and of a good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. See, when you stay hopeful, your faith and trust grows. And this helps you to persevere and endure until you receive the victory. And you will receive a victory. It just may take a little time because uh, sometimes you got to go trials through the trials. Then we'll live through the victory because God has a way of testing us and make, has us learning lessons that we really don't want to learn. But we have to learn them to learn from those mistakes. Yes, David. When God was ripping the kingdom from Saul because of his pride, Saul never once admitted his mistakes. David made some, but see, there's the difference. Because when confronted on his sin, David repented. Saul never did, and he just tried to justify his own actions. And time and time again, David would seek out the Lord for answers, and he would trust him. And when God ripped the kingdom from Saul... And he gave it to David. David had to go through tests. He had to go through tests if he had the one, if he had the power in his hand, would he, you know, avenge himself? And he passed that test on several occasions when he had the chance to kill Saul. And he chose not to. He chose not to be offended. He chose not to avenge himself and again when he was trying to get something to eat and he came to Nabal's field and he wouldn't give them the time of day and he wanted to avenge himself but his wife came up and talked him out of it and David listened so God avenged David for him God will back you up if you trust him and you may not understand it, and these roads may be kind of rough, but start writing down everything and every every you know wow moment that God has brought you through, because those will help you. Those things will help you when you go through some more big trials, which in life you will. You can come back to those things and say, "Well, look, God helped me through this, and He's going to help me get through this." There are so many people in the Bible who went through things and God was faithful. David was one of them. But when you give up hope, 
when you lose faith and you let yourself get down, number one, you lose hope. And that grows to despair and depression. And it can go even deeper and you can even get suicidal. And that's what the devil wants. Mm -hmm. You also get negative attitude with, attitude with friends and family. And, and, and they grow tired of it. You lose peace. You lose joy. You stop reading the Bible. By far the most important thing you need to be doing. And I know a lot of us don't do it like as much as we need to. But uh, we, still, we still need to do it. You stop going to church. Which honestly through this entire pandemic I think most people have. But uh, there's also a way out of that by watching it online. Watching it on TV. There's many, many different church services that you can watch from YouTube to uh, the TV. Technology has grown a long way since then. You get back with your old crowd before you were saved, and you know how the worldly people get. They lose track of everything. Your resume, you, uh, you resume your old addictive habits you prayed for God to deliver you from in the first place. See, this depression and despair has a way of wrapping its claws around people, and you just start lo stop losing. Uh, you just stop living the way that God wants you to live, and you start going back to the old habits that you try to clear away from. And these trials, they're to grow you up. We grow spiritually, just like we grew up. In our childhood from a baby to a toddler to a child to a teenager and going through puberty and you know a young adult into adulthood and to the wise um, yes I don't want to call it everybody I call it wise because they've been through so much that the wisdom that they have if people would just listen to them instead of putting them down because they're old you know, they would probably learn a whole lot. Yeah, the thing is, those elderly people have been there, done that, but just in a different decade or different time zone. But uh, they've all seen it. They have all done it. We just need to learn from them because, uh, well, they have experience in that field. It may be a different time, but still, they have experience. That's right. So these trials will add stuff to you. I'm going to read a passage from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. For just at the right time while we were sinners, powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, there's no greater power than what God did for uh, for God sent His Son Jesus Christ to do for us. No man would ever do that for somebody else that they didn't know. So that is just telling you the power of God's love. He loved us so much that He sent His Son down for us, and yet we can't give Him the time of day to do anything. We can't even say thank you. We can't even say 
Wow, Jesus, thank you for doing that for us. We can't even say that. Most people you talk about Jesus, they're like, whatever, talk to you later. They, they completely ignore you. That's right. And you don't have to do some mighty act. You don't have to go to seminary or become a Christian singer, you know, to do something. One of the best things that we can do for God is to trust Him. And in our everyday life, just share our testimony with people. Just be God's hands, His feet, His voice, and His heart to the lost. Like we read in the first part uh, of this uh, episode, to comfort others with the comfort that we receive from God. But there are so many people in the Bible that when they trusted God, this is proof for you to just, just to hang on to that look what all God did for these people and he'll do it for me. Take Noah. Okay, people, you know, probably were laughing at him that he was building this ark. But when the flood came and he was safe, I guess they weren't laughing then. Mm-hmm. And he trusted God and God delivered him and his family. Take Abraham. He was given the promise of a son at 85 years old. And, and, and just, you know, food for thought here at 85. No, I don't want any children at 85 years old. But then at 100, his son was born to him. But then what about when God asked him to offer him as exactly. a sacrifice? Exactly. You're just trying to figure how much Abraham loved him and loved Jesus. And he walked up to the mount ready to... Give his son off for sacrifice. Then, of course, God let him go because he's seen how much Abraham loved Jesus, loved God. Yes, and he trusted him. And if you read in that passage, you will see that he told his servant, we will be back. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I will be back. He said, we, meaning him and his son. Mm-hmm. And then there was jo- Joshua. Right, Joshua led the people after Moses and never gave up and saw the promised land. He stood by his word, choose yourself this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he did. Then you got Joseph. Uh, and what did he do? Wow, he, you know, he went through a lot. If you read, read about Joseph, Joseph was, you know, his dad's favorite. And his older brothers, much older, were jealous of him. And so they threw him in a pit one day. And they were going to leave him there to die. But if it wasn't for Reuben and Judah, uh, that, oh, this is part of our, our, our episode, Judah, his name, Judah means praise. And so when you start praising God, he probably was, you know, feeling sorry for himself for a little bit while he was down there in that pit until Judah came along. And then Judah helped take him out. You know, he suggested something else rather than to kill him. And that's probably when um, Joseph was humbling himself a little bit because at this time he was a teenager. And then they decided, okay, and they sold him into slavery to Potiphar. And, oh, then at Potiphar's house, well, you know, his wife made advances towards Joseph and Joseph didn't accept him, but he ran and so he was accused wrongly. She accused him. So he was put into prison for something he didn't do. But God even delivered him out of that. He used every opportunity. But actually, this was to save a nation, two nations. Because 
there was, I think, the uh, baker and the cupbearer that was in prison with him, and he interpreted their dreams right. And when it, they happened, just as it said, and Pharaoh had a dream, and the one that, you know, one died, but the other one that got out, Two, I think it was two years later, he remembered when Pharaoh had a dream. And he goes, oh, I know someone. I know someone who can interpret that dream. And so Pharaoh let uh, Joseph out of jail. He brings him up. And he interprets through God helping him. He interprets his dreams right, which was two dreams. They were different, but they meant one and the same. They were going to have one said that there were going to be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And Joseph, also through the wisdom of God, gave him an idea of what to do. And so this story is so awesome. It's in Genesis and you really ought to read it because through it all, united the, the family was united. And this was so awesome about that because... The family was united because of everything that Joseph went through. God had a plan for it all. And so his plan was to have uh, store up some of the grain from everybody's harvest. So during the years of famine, you know, people wouldn't starve. And so during the years of famine, people were coming. And Joseph was in charge of it. And he was in charge of uh, divvying up the grain. They came to him. And so his family eventually came to him. And if you read the story, at the end they were reunited. And their family got saved from famine. Israel got saved, but so did Egypt because that's where they were at. But then they got restored. Their family was restored. There was forgiveness and a healing took place because of all of that. So what's God going to do with what you're going through? What's going to happen with what you're going through? What, you know, what what friendship or what family might you be re, you reunited to by what you're going through? Or maybe he might want that loss of a job to move you up into another place where you'll like even better and you can be better used by him. So start thinking instead of feeling sorry for yourself at your problems. Trusting God. Keep your hands raised. Keep praising Him to think that, well, you know, God did this for me back then. I just, you know, He's going to do something awesome for me in this. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but God knows. God knows the way that you take. <clears throat> exactly. So how are you going to honor God? How are you going to follow Him? We choose to do it through the ways we're doing now, which is our website, our podcast, our uh, speaking events, and so on and so forth. So how you will choose to follow God? How will you choose to honor Him and share the message of God? And uh, we're going to close out here, but we're going to... Yes, honey, did I forget something, baby? Oh, the final person in the, uh, in this uh, Bible who persevered and saw victory. I, I should have said it before, uh, people, I'm sorry. We got Daniel in the lion's den, which we all know that story of how Daniel did something and he got thrown into the lion's den and by his faith in God. They that, didn't touch him. Yeah, he had brand new pets, didn't he, honey? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
And then we got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were all placed in the fire pit because they refused to, to eat. To bow down. To bow down and eat the, uh, the, that priest of food. But yes, man, the, the, the whole entire Bible is awesome. If you take time to read it and try to understand it the best way you can, because I don't know if anybody really completely understands it, do they, honey? That's right. And see, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that their chains were off while they were in the fire and the fire was turned up seven times hotter and even it says that they saw what looked like to be a son of the gods that means jesus christ was in that fire with them and he'll be in there with you as well right he he will be in there with you in your chains you will actually find the victory and the peace in your trial because how awesome it is when satan wants you down depressed or discouraged and oh woe is me when you're walking around with a smile on your face and he's scratching his head it's like okay they're not supposed to be doing that what a better way to stick it to the devil right well like i said to people uh, we're going to close out here and but uh just want to remind you that uh, you can email us anytime to contact us for prayer requests, which we did receive a prayer request from one of our friends. Her name is Julie Ray, and she's going through real hard time, people. So I'll offer a prayer request out to her. She's dealing with a, a diagnosis of COVID, plus she was, she was planned on going through surgery to fix an issue that she was having, and she was having financial distress over that. So she's asking for financial prayers and prayers of for this COVID to go away so she can actually finally get her surgery that she is desperately needing. So we asked for a prayer request to go out to her. Again, her name is Julie Ray. And any other prayer requests, please submit them through our website at info at yournewlifeministries.org. Yes, and we love to pray for y'all. And please uh, email us. Please go on our website at uh, yournewlifeministries.org and visit our our devotion page our blog visit our podcast page where you see also donnie's straight talk for men and check out our books and if you see one on there that you want to purchase just because you listen to this episode listen to our podcast email us and we'll give you a 20 percent off code on any one of them just tell us where you heard it and we'll email it so it's, that code is only special for our podcast listeners and visit us on facebook your new life ministries llc and subscribe to us on youtube exactly and uh, follow us on twitter and on instagram as well but we're going to like I said, close out here but we're going to do a prayer first and pray for our dear friend julie ray as well dear heavenly father lord i'm praying for julie right now i'm praying for you to provide that money out of nowhere lord be her daddy god and provide for her what she needs lord and i'm asking you to heal her of this covid lord i'm asking you to heal her and let the surgery happen and just guide and be with those surgeons hands as she goes through it and heal her completely lord and lift her spirits up today and i'm praying for all those that are listening lord listen Lord, who's listening. Lord, listen and hear their prayers. God, speak to their heart and give them a peace to let them know that you care, that you've got it, that you've got their problem. And if it's a healing, tell them that healing is on the way. Lord, 
If it's financial need, Lord, pray, Lord, I pray that you provide for that financial need, God. You are our Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Lord. You are our Jehovah Rapha, our healer, Lord. I ask you in the name of Jesus to heal them and be their provision, Lord, for whatever it is, Lord. And if it's just comfort or if it's just a friend, if there's a listener out there that just is feeling kind of lonely, Lord, bring them a friend into their everyday life and one that can pick them up and... Lord, they can help each other draw closer to you, Lord. And we just pray for wisdom. We pray for you open their eyes, their eyes to see, their ears to hear, and their hearts to understand what you would have to tell them and guide them in their everyday life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And again, uh, be with all of our listeners out there, and please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And again, we'll talk at you later. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, many more to come. And uh, please reach out to us and tell us, are you got this moment? And just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.